We're so thankful, as I've mentioned, to have brother and sister Parkey with us today. We've been friends for, I guess, since, at least since they got married. <laughs> and uh, 98, I think it is, is probably when we first really became acquainted and have worked together in various avenues of ministry. And uh, there's a lot of connections between the Parkey family and our family. His dad pastored the church where my wife's family came to know Jesus Christ here in Kansas City. And we've told a little bit of that story before, but his dad was one of the pastors of that church and took it to a new level. And uh, we, uh, when actually, whenever I came to Missouri, now you, may, you may look at us and say we don't really look that much alike, but when I came to Missouri, everybody knew his dad and I look more like his dad than he does is what they would tell me. And people would go, oh, yeah, you're Brother Parkey's son. And I was like, no. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know him. But once I got to know him, uh, Brother Brian's dad was an incredible man who also was the president of the college and the founder of the college where I went to Bible college and later worked for some 14 years. And so we have a lot of connections. And uh, his wife, Sister Lisa Parkey, as uh, you've heard, great musician, great singer, and I didn't know until a couple weeks ago that she could even sing in Spanish. I don't know if she can talk in Spanish, but she can sing in Spanish, and so we're so thankful for uh, what she's done, and her dad is a uh, wonderful preacher of the gospel, wonderful man of God, pastors in Pensacola, Florida, and in fact, her dad's church, they're one of our partner churches who support us every month to enable the gospel of Jesus Christ to go forward, and in fact, the Parkies personally support uh, what we're doing here, and then he currently serves as the district superintendent of the Missouri District, 178 churches in the state of Missouri, and growing. They're at an all-time record number of churches for the state of Missouri, for the United Pentecostal Church, and he is doing a fantastic job, believes in church planting and believes in the mission and the work in the kingdom of God. And as he comes to minister the word, why don't we make him welcome, give him a great hand clap as he comes. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Good, good morning. You may be seated. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to Cross Church, Kansas City. And it is a delight to be here with each and every one of you with old friends and new friends. And uh, we are just so glad that you are here today, and I'm so glad the presence of the Lord is in this house today. Anything can happen when Jesus is here, and uh, we're excited about what the Lord is doing in this city, and uh, just a delight to come alongside each and every one of you today and get into the Word of God. I give great honor to your pastor and wife and family. We so dearly love them. I told somebody the other day, I said, I would trust Mark Blackburn, Crystal Blackburn, with my life, and we've been through thick and thin together, and uh, through transit life transitions, and uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, we've been together and friends, and uh, I so appreciate you, Pastor Blackburn, and uh, I trust him with my life, but let me tell you this, you can trust him with your eternity. This man's going to preach the truth, he's going to preach the word, he's going to do everything he can do to lead you into an eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for that. Somebody t that will tell you the truth. Amen? And uh, excited about how God is working 
in this place, and uh, I appreciate his pioneer spirit. He was an executive vice president of our Bible college. He worked in our uh, national headquarters, but he had a passion in his heart to plant a church. And uh, I appreciate that that pioneer spirit is not dead, but uh, it was in your pastor's heart to say, I want to go plant a church in Kansas City, Missouri. And the fact he would come here with his family and uh, see what the Lord would do. And I, I just look around and am in awe of what the Lord has done. But I can firmly say and confidently say that the best is yet to come. That Jesus is going to do great things in your life. Jesus is going to do great things in this church, and uh, I'm, I'm just telling the Lord, why not today? God, whatever you want to do today, do it in me. I'm so glad my wife is with me. appreciate her. appreciate her leading us in worship today. I'm going to be reading from Genesis chapter number 28, Genesis 28, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 10. The Bible has stories of men and women who lived a long time ago. But here's what I know, that that as God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, people are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, though customs and times may change, people uh, remain the same. And, And we can learn from how people responded to God even hundreds of years ago. We can learn how we can respond to God right here in 2022 and we can see God do great things in our life. And I've come today with the expectation that God knows, knew that you were going to be here, and he knew that I was going to be here, and uh, he knew we were going to be together, and God wants to speak to you, and God wants to speak to me today if we'll open our ear to what he's saying to us. And somebody said amen. We're going to read in Genesis 28, beginning in verse number 10, Jacob uh, was a, uh, a man whose name means deceiver. And we're going to read about this man named Jacob who was running for, for his life because he had deceived his brother, he had deceived his father, he had all kinds of chaos going on in his life, and he's running for his life. Genesis 28.10, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, And he lighted or stopped in a certain place, and he tarried there all night. Because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place, and he put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. I want you to look for two words as we go through our text today. The word place and the word behold. Are you ready to do that? The word place, the word behold. And he dreamed... And say it with me, behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it into thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee, and in thy seed, or thy children, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. 
Let me just stop there for a minute and say what God wants to do in us is not just about us. God wants to do something in us so that we can be a blessing to the world that is around us. And behold, verse number 15, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. I'm going to preach for a few minutes today from this title about finding God in unexpected places. Finding God in unexpected places. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I love you today, and I thank you for your goodness and blessings. I thank you for these people that, Lord, you have drawn together by your Spirit And I thank you for this day and your word and your spirit that's going to do a work in our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Jacob is running for his life. This was not a planned trip for Jacob. He did not uh, call up his local travel agent and say, "I, I want to take a trip to Heron. Can you book me some nice hotels and a nice restaurant and And can you send me a travel guide of what I might see on my way? No, Jacob didn't have time to pack his favorite robe or his favorite sandals, but but he was in an emergency evacuation because his mother had said in the previous chapter, Thy brother, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. His brother's name was Esau, and he was a mighty hunter, And he had decided that Jacob was going to be his next trophy because Jacob had deceived Esau. His mother said, why don't you go to Haran? Let me tell you that Haran wasn't just to the next town. It wasn't the next block. But Haran was 500 miles away. He was going to have to travel by foot 500 miles away. And so this uh, man by the name of Jacob, he leaves what is familiar to him. He leaves his home. He leaves his family. He leaves the place of his birth. And he begins this journey toward Herod, knowing that his brother is angry, knowing that his brother is coming after him. And he travels about 50 miles, and, and it's getting dark. And he decides, you know what, I need to find a place to sleep tonight. I need to find a place that is safe for me. And so he found a place to sleep that night. And the Bible tells us that he gathered stones for his pillow. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never wanted to sleep on a rock. I don't think Jacob put stones for his pillow because he found it comfortable to put his head on. I think he was gathering small stones because he was worried about what 
might come in the night. And if he had some small stones by his pillow, if something tried to attack him in the night, he could get a hold of one of those stones and maybe throw it into the darkness at whatever might come his way. Jacob was afraid. Jacob was in darkness. Jacob did not know what tomorrow held for him. I remember as a kid, there used to be advertisements on the radio about Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. There was no Motel 6. There was no nice bed. There was no comfortable inn for him to sleep in. No, he was out in the middle of nowhere and he laid down in that place to sleep. He didn't think the week before that he would have found himself in that circumstance. Let me tell somebody today, sometimes life brings us to unexpected places. At unexpected times, through unexpected circumstances. All of us have faced those moments of change brought on by a phone call, an email, a diagnosis, a letter in the mail, a meeting with the boss, or just by a season in your life. And somebody today might be in an unexpected place where darkness is falling, the enemy is pursuing, and you don't know what to do. in a place where you are afraid and you are uncertain and you are wondering where is life taking me? I've come today with a word from the Lord for you. You are not alone. You are not by yourself. God knows where you are even when you don't know where you are. God knows what the answer is even when you don't know what the answer is. God has a plan and a purpose for you even when you don't have a plan or a purpose for your own life. But I've got to be willing to open my eyes. I've got to be willing to open my heart. I've got to be willing to say, God, amen, I need your help in my life. God, I'm sorry for my sin. I am sorry, God, for the mess I've made of my own life. But Jesus, I'm confident that you can help me. I'm confident that you can lead me. I'm confident that you have a plan and purpose for me. How many are glad, amen, that when you don't know what to do, Jesus knows what to do? How many are glad when you don't know where you're at, Jesus knows where you're at. Jesus knows what you're going through. And Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Man, have you ever been driving in a strange place and you're, you're relying on your phone, your GPS, and it just it says recalculating? It's in Louisiana, and uh, my phone actually said this. We were trying to find a hotel my son and I were going to stay at, and, and we were still on the highway. It says, park your car here and walk to your destination. out in the middle of the highway. I think, I think not. I think I'll get there. Sometimes life, we look at life and it's recalculating. It's recalculating and it feels like, it feels like we're in circles and we're saying, where in the world am I? But that's okay because God knows exactly where you're at. God knows exactly where you 
our hat, but he, he needs us to say, Lord, speak to me in my unexpected place. Speak to me on this Sunday. I, I, I didn't expect to hear from you today, God. I, I thought I was just going to tie a knot and hang on and, and get through this, but God sent a preacher from Missouri to tell you, amen, you're in an unexpected place, but there's an amazing God that knows where you're at, and he knows what you're going through, and he sent me here today to give you some direction for your life. Hallelujah. I think we ought to stop right now and thank the Lord that he knows where I'm at. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for being in this place today. Thank you, God, for your love for us and your concern for us. Hallelujah. Jacob goes to sleep. Rocks for his pillow. The Bible says that Jacob dreamed a dream. There were four things that God wanted Jacob to see, and I'm going to give them to you. There were four things. And they're marked in the King James Version by the word behold. The word behold is, is drawing his attention. Hey, hey, look at that. And the first one is behold a ladder. There's a connection between earth and heaven. Jacob is laying on the earth. He's, he, he's got rocks for his pillows and and, and he's probably acutely aware of his own sin. He's acutely aware of his own problems. He's acutely aware that his name means deceiver. He, he, he's living with the regrets of yesterday. Let me just stop for a minute and say the Bible teaches us that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's nobody perfect except for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've all got stuff we've got to work through. We've all got stuff we've got to bring to the foot of the cross. We've all got uh, sin that we're not, we're not proud of, but we bring it to the foot of the cross and say, Jesus, would you forgive me? Jesus, would you cleanse me? And the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us of our sins and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are thankful for that? Hallelujah. I'm thankful that Jesus can wipe away all of our sins. But he wondered, can I, can I get there from here? I hear you, preacher. I hear you, pastor. I hear you telling me about new life in Jesus and joy and happiness and purpose. But, but right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Right, right now, I'm running for my life. Right now, I'm dealing with some stuff. Right now, I've got a hold of some things, and I'm holding them because I'm afraid about tomorrow. see that there is a way to get here to get there from here to get from the earthly to the heavenly and let me tell you the answer is Jesus amen Jacob I want you to behold there's a stairway to heaven there's a ladder to heaven and the angels are ascending and descending I want to share a verse from Hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 it's talking about Jesus and it says for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, Jesus knows how you feel. He was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And because of that, he says, Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy 
and find grace to help in time of need. That tells me I don't have to be afraid. Can I walk without getting out of the camera here? Thank you for being online. I want to make sure you're in, in on this and what God is saying. Amen. But he says you don't have to be afraid of God. God is, is not a cosmic cop up in heaven with a billy club waiting to hit you on the head. Amen. He's a loving father who has his arms wide open and your heavenly father says come unto me all ye that are weary all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest he's saying come on you can come boldly before his throne and say I need your mercy I need your grace hey Jacob I know you're a deceiver hey sir hey ma'am I know you've got some mistakes in your life I know you got some sin in your life but you don't have to live with your sin you don't have to live with your past you don't have to live with your mistakes but you can come running into the throne room of your father in heaven and he's going to forgive you and he's going to fill you and he's going to put his name upon your life. I repent of my sins when I say I'm sorry. I take his name on my life when I'm baptized in Jesus' name and I get his spirit in my life when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost and he fills you to overflowing and that spirit gives you the power to walk in authority. That spirit gives you the power to overcome your flesh. That spirit gives you the power to become sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a way to get there from here. There's a way to get there from there. From here, Jesus said, amen, when you see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, hey, Nathaniel, it's me they're talking about. Jesus was that stairway to heaven. Jesus was our access from the earth to heaven. Praise God. Thank God for access. Hallelujah. You all have Menards here? I was in Menard some years ago, and probably some of you are wondering how tall I am. Has anybody asked that question, how tall is he? Let me see your hand. Go ahead and admit it. You thought, how tall is that guy? Okay, are you ready? I'm going to make you use your math skills. I'm two feet, 56 inches. Anybody know how tall that is? Two feet plus 56 inches. We're getting closer. Hallelujah. 6'8". Hallelujah. I'm 6'8". I'm at Menards. And there was a short couple. Nothing wrong with being short. But they were looking at something up on the top shelf. And they were reaching for what was on the top shelf. And the husband couldn't reach it, and the wife couldn't reach it. And it seems like every store I go in, they think I work there. And they said, sir, can you help us? And I walked down, and they were reaching, and I said, this, this is what you're, you're reaching for up here? Yeah, yeah we, we want that. We need that. But it's out of our reach. there was a willingness in my heart to help them get what they wanted but what was out of their reach and I got what they needed and I handed it to them and they went on their way rejoicing because they got 
what they needed, but they couldn't reach. God spoke to me and said, that's what I do for people. Because there's things we want in our life that we can't reach. As a, as a, as a, as a human, as a person who, who's, who's failed and has faults, there's things that I look to, and the joy and the happiness and the salvation and the rest and the peace. It's not within my ability to provide, but I want it. I need it. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, if you'll reach after it, if you'll hunger after it, I can give you what you can't reach. Hallelujah. Come on, Cross Church. There's some things that God has put in your heart that you are desiring and that you are reaching after. And yes, they are beyond your ability and they are beyond your reach. But the Lord has sent me to tell you today, keep reaching after those things which are above. Hallelujah. Because there's a ladder, there's a stairway that reaches from earth to heaven. But he needs to see the hunger in your heart. He said, if you hunger and if you thirst after righteousness... You shall be filled. Hallelujah. So I start praying with my hands up. Hallelujah. God, I'm reaching for more. I'm hungry for more. I'm desirous for more. God, you can do it in my life. Hallelujah. How many want more from God? Why don't you just lift a hand right now just to signify to God that, God, I want more from you. Hallelujah, God. There are things that I don't have in myself, and there's things that I don't have figured out. But, God, I trust you with my life. I trust you with my future. God, I'm, I, I want to see that ladder that reaches from earth all the way to heaven. There is a way to get there from here. There is a way to get there from here. And his name is Jesus. The second thing that, that Jacob saw he said, Behold the angels ascending and descending. I'll just tell you right now, I believe in angels. Because the Bible says that the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear Him. Hallelujah. I've been... I, I, I was preaching one time on the East Coast. I've never seen an angel, first of all, but I believe in angels. I've never seen the wind either, but I believe in the wind. Had a, had a lady come up to me and she said, Pastor Parkey, she said, while you were preaching, she said, I saw an angel standing behind you. Well, I was... She got my attention. I just want to make sure he's fighting for me, not against me. I walked across the building. To after the service, I sit down next to my wife. She gave me a scripture. I said, a lady just over there told me that while I was preaching, she saw an angel behind me. I'm sitting on that front row, and a man walks up to me, and he said, Pastor Parkey, he said, I... I don't, I don't want to seem weird or crazy, he said, but while you were preaching, he said, I saw an angel standing behind you. Hallelujah. Let me tell somebody today that the angels of the Lord are in this house. 
And you're not out there by yourself. You're not in that unexpected place by yourself. But God uses his angels to come alongside those that he has his hand upon and those that he's leading. And there are things that have happened in your life. You should have been taken out, but you weren't. Hallelujah, you should have failed, but you didn't. Why? Because God's purpose was on your life. Even when Jacob was running for his life, even when Jacob was a deceiver, God said, I've got a plan for him. I've got a plan for her. And even when you didn't have every I dotted, and even when you didn't have every T crossed, God said, I'm going to let my angels be with them because I'm taking them somewhere. Hallelujah. You may be here today and you don't have it all together. That's okay. But you're moving in the right direction. The hand of God is upon you. And the angels of God are in this house. The angels of God are going with you from this place. And they're leading you into your purpose under the direction of the Almighty. Notice the text tells us that they were first ascending and then descending. That tells me that They were there all along. And sometimes God is there with us even when we don't see him. God is with us even when we don't feel him. God is with us even when we are afraid. Hallelujah. Behold the ladder. Behold the angels. Thirdly, he said, Behold the Lord who stood above it. Whatever you're going through, whatever you will go through, God stands above it. But he went on to say, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, and the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it into thy seed. Jacob is not married, and, and God's talking to him about his children. He's saying, this land that you're on, I'm going to give it to you, and your kids are going to own it, and I'm going to do great things through your life. You see, God's interested in covenant relationship with you. It's not just going to make you feel happy on a Sunday. But you're going to walk in covenant relationship with God. We're on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and for this year and the next year, year after year, decade after decade, you're going to walk in covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and your kids are going to follow after you, and your grandkids are going to follow after you, and generation shall declare to generation because what God did right here at Cross Church. Hallelujah. You say, my dad didn't follow this way. My grandmother didn't follow this way. Amen. My dad was this. My mom was this. Amen. Why don't you leave them in the hands of God and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I can't make decisions for my father. I can't make decisions for my mother. But I can make decisions for myself. Hallelujah. A seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Because this is about more than just me. It's not about me just feeling good. It's about me walking in covenant relationship with Jesus. So that my neighbor can be blessed, and my friend can be blessed, and my school can be blessed. Thank you for being in that school and being a light 
Amen. I pray the blessings of God upon you today as you go back into that school system that God would protect you and his angels will be with you and you can hold your head high and say, you know what, I belong to him. I'm walking into this school. I'm walking into this job. I'm walking into this circumstance and God's going to be with me and God's going to help me. Hallelujah. And when you get filled with the Spirit of God, there's something about you that people notice. Hey, they're different than everybody else. They talk different than everybody else. They walk different than everybody else. That's why I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why I want to, be, I want to walk after the Spirit of God. That's why I want to get everything that God has for me because the world that I live in needs Him. And finally, He said, Behold, I am with thee. Behold the ladder, behold the angels, behold the Lord. And finally, behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Hebrews tells us, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do. Jacob, he awakes out of that sleep. After seeing the ladder and seeing the angels and, 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 and seeing that the Lord is above it and seeing that the, the Lord is, is with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, God just doesn't want to be above everything. He wants to be in you. Christ in you. The hope. Hallelujah. That's why I repent of my sins. That's why I'm baptized in Jesus' name. That's why I let God fill me with His Spirit. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, they're the same thing. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. It's the, it's the, it's the Spirit of God. It's that, that omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God that comes inside of you and fills you to overflowing. You begin to feel that joy. And you might begin to speak sounds and words that you didn't learn in school as you're feeling the presence of the Holy Ghost. And you speak it out in faith as the Spirit gives you the ability to speak. And you begin to be filled with the Spirit. It's God empowering you. It's God blessing you. It's God filling you so that He can walk with you and be in you and not just above it all. Hallelujah. Jacob wakes up and begins to think about what's happened. He says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. He didn't imagine that he would meet God there in that unexpected place. He didn't imagine on a Sunday in in March, that that would be the day. You know what? Today could be the day that your life changes forever. Hallelujah. As you repent of your sins, as you are baptized in Jesus' name, as you are filled with the Spirit, as you are empowered, as you are blessed, as the blinders fall off of you and you realize, you know what? God's hands on my life. No, everything wasn't perfect. Jacob still had, had another 450 miles to walk walk he still had to meet Laban he, he would still be cheated by his father-in-law Laban he would still spend 20 years working for somebody else but the hand of God was always on him the blessings of God were on him hallelujah 
You may be here today, you're dealing with your health, your marriage, your finances, your loss, your job, your family, your education. And you may be here today saying, I'm not sure God's going to speak to me here, but he wants to. He makes that declaration. He said, how, how dreadful is this place? If I could substitute the word, it's, it's awesome. There was none other but the house of God, and this is the gate Have you ever ridden a roller coaster at Silver Dollar City or Six Flags or at a carnival you've got on a roller coaster? Let me see your hand if you've ever ridden a roller coaster. Anybody ever get on a roller coaster and say, God, if you ever get me off on this thing, I won't ever get back on? How many got back on the roller coaster? You ride that roller coaster and you're like, oh, oh, oh. Scared to death, and then you get done and say, let's go ride it again. Sometimes living for God's that way. You're like, whoa, is this going to work out? How's this going to happen? Jacob said, how awesome is this place? This is the gate of heaven, and this is the house of God. Hallelujah. There's a gate opening today in this house. Hallelujah. As my wife comes and begins to play softly. What, what does a gate mean? A, a, gate, a gate tells us that, that, that there's a new beginning. There's an, it's a new place. I, I'm walking through this gate into something special. And today, maybe you're here and maybe, maybe you've been hesitant and maybe you've been on the run and maybe you felt like you've been in the middle of nowhere. But what if today would be the day that you took that step through the gate and said, God, whatever you have for my life, I give you permission to do what you want to do in my life, in my marriage, in my future, in my family. Because, God, your hand is upon me today. Hallelujah put up Acts chapter 17 for me verses 27 and 28 scripture tells us that we should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from any one of us don't listen to the enemy that says you can't be touched by God and you can't feel God no he's here for you today he's no respecter of persons he's going to touch you if you're hungry for him to do something in your life you're going to feel the presence of God today for in him we live and we move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said for we are also his offspring he said he's not far from any one of us but we've got to feel after him. Just lift your hand and do this right now for me. You've got to feel after him. My grandmother's house was an old house. And it just had a light bulb hanging from a wire in each room. And then it had a string attached to that light bulb. And if you wanted to turn the light on, 
you had to pull the string. You know what I'm talking about? When the sun would go down and you'd go back into the back bedroom, it was dark back there. You know how you had to walk into that bedroom? What are you doing? I'm feeling for that string. I got a basement closet like that. Because if I can get a hold of that string and pull it, the light comes on. Sometimes God may feel like He's a long ways away. Because you feel like you're in darkness. But if today you feel after Him, you can get a hold of Him and the light can be turned on in your life because Jesus will find you in unexpected places. Stand with me right now. Hallelujah. In just a moment, I'm going to invite us to come to the front of this building. And if you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to kneel and pray, you can kneel and pray. But when we come forward, what we're doing is telling God, I'm going to feel after you today. The Bible says that Jacob took those stones that he had been holding on to, and he piled them up, and he made an altar under the Lord, and he poured oil on top of it, and he dedicated that place. And he left those stones behind and he went walking into the destiny that God had for him. And I believe today somebody's going to leave your fear behind. You're going to leave your past behind. You're going to leave the things that you've been holding on to in the past. And you're going to walk into God's blessing and God's favor. Hallelujah. How many would lift your hand and say, I want what Jesus has for me. Amen. Jesus, I thank you today for your blessings. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for these wonderful people that are gathered today in this building. And God, I know that you have a plan and you have a purpose for every one of us, God, as we walk into it. Amen. How many would come and join me and just stand around the front for a time of prayer? Hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be reticent. Hallelujah. But you can come today and we're going to pray together. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be in doubt anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you just come and close your eyes and lift your hand to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you today. Jesus, forgive me of my sins today. Jesus, lead me in your word today. Jesus, fill me with your spirit today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.